0: Welcome to Office Hours, a podcast presented by College Fashionista. It's Amy Levin here. This week's episode, I chatted with three Style Guru alumni, Maura, Jen, and Olivia, who are all doing great things in the industry. We chatted about what they were like in college, how they got their start, and where they think the industry is going. I think you'll really enjoy our conversation. So I'm really excited. I'm here with a bunch of former Style Gurus talking about their careers and where
1: they are today. Hi, I'm Olivia Mentor, and I'm a fashion and beauty editor at Bustle.com.
2: Hi, I'm Jen Mulro. I am an assistant beauty editor at Glamour. Hi, I'm Maura Brandigan. I'm a senior editor at Fashionista.com. Okay, so
0: let's start off with where you guys
1: originally went to school. I think that'd be great. Yeah, so I went to school at the University of Florida in Gainesville, Florida. Mm -hmm. I was a journalism major. Nice.
2: Yeah, I went to Yale, and I was a studio art major
3: concentrating in photography.
1: Oh, that's, that's cool. right. Yeah, that's, that's right.
0: Awesome. Okay, I need to. I need you to tell us more about that.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I went to Northwestern University outside of Chicago, and I was a journalism major, and I also majored in classics, so Latin and Greek, which is not really applicable to my daily life now.
0: But just of interest. Too. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I feel like you out of all you guys had a pretty like you know, direct undergrad to postgrad work life. Yeah. Kind of transition. Like yeah. it made sense.
3: Yeah. I knew sort of exactly what I wanted you to did. do right before I I mean I actually got, was pre med when I went to school, so that was a whole switch but At as, soon as, I, yeah, wow. as soon as I made <laughs> big <that> jump change <laughs> it, I knew like what I wanted to do from there and so it was pretty easy.
0: So all your yeah. internships in college were yeah, yeah. within journalism yeah. doing some form of Yeah, editing. Nothing in medicine. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a big life change. Yes. And what about you, Jen? What what kind of track were you on when you started college?
3: When I started college
2: I knew that I loved the arts and photography. I actually had no idea. About the beauty industry in general, even after I graduated, which is kind of funny, I had like worked um, internships at magazines like Nylon. And I'd done stuff with Teen Vogue and Seventeen, so I figured I wanted to do fashion yeah. or photography, something creative. Um, yeah, but then when I was like doing the job hunt, it was kind of like whatever's open and I'm available for right. Like, I was interested in applying for, and so that's how.
0: And what was your first job after school?
2: Um, I had an internship after I graduated at Wild Fox doing fashion PR. Okay. Yeah, funny. They have a um, press room here in New York. Yeah, because they're based -based. out of LA. That's what I thought. Yeah, but I didn't, I wanted to do something more creative. I wasn't, like, loving it, so then I just, like, reached out to people who I had worked with before, and yeah, there was a beauty freelance position open at Glamour, and so you, that was my first one. So you started
0: as freelance and then yeah, it turned in the into beauty closet.
3: Time. Did you start as freelance also? Yeah, well, I, this is, I think, something that's sort of common across the industry for better or for worse, but I was full time freelance for my first, basically, my first two or three years working here. Um, I, it was, like, a full-time position, but I didn't have, like, benefits or anything. But you
0: would go into the office. When I say
3: office. It was, like, a full-time position for all intents and purposes, yeah. Minus the benefits. Minus benefits, yeah. So
0: that's common. I think that's good to know. And you yeah. started full-time at Bustle right out of school. Like, you were a full-time employee.
1: Yeah, so I was a writer um, remotely from Florida for Bustle for about a year and a half, and then... While you were in college. While I was in college, right. yeah. And so then, like, March of my senior year, they called me about the job, so I literally started... Um, as associate fashion beauty editor, like three weeks after I graduated, so did you even look at other uh, jobs? N- no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't really have time. Yeah. Right. You're like, um, okay, I yeah. like this.
1: let I had do just it. begun to like, kind of explore what I wanted to do, and when, when they called me, and I was like, well, I guess I'll move <laughs> to New York, and that was that.
0: So it's really, I think, beneficial to like start relationships when you're in college because all of you, it sounds like mm-hmm. you had started internships or you'd started freelance work and you were developing that connection. And then like after college, it just was a natural natural progression of what you're already doing. Mm-hmm. And also, I think the freelance thing is key that like that there is like an end opportunity that can transition into a full-time job, you right. know? And,
2: like, you're very much a part of the staff still. I remember when oh, right I first told yeah. my mom, I was like, yeah, they offered me the freelance beauty assistant position. She was like, oh, well, like, I don't want you in your room and your apartment. Like, I was like, no, I'm going to be in the office every day. Very much part of the team.
0: Right. So. I also think it gives you a chance to learn company culture and see if it's a good yeah. fit. It's almost like a test without making the commitment kind of on both ends, which might be nice, mm-hmm. but... That's interesting. So now let's go to present day. Let's talk a little bit about what all your roles are today and kind of what your day-to-day
1: is like. Um, Since I'm both fashion and beauty, it's kind of a lot of different things. Um, And everyone says that, you know, every day is different, but that's really the case. But it's kind of a mix of working with the team of writers I have that are all remote um, and assigning stories, keeping track of what's trending and what's new, and then going to events and networking that way and previews, and interviews, (laughs) and uh, writing myself. But it's kind of a different mix of that every day. How
0: do you stay organized with all the different tasks that fall under your role? A lot of lists. (laughs) Um, Are there any platforms that you use or just... calendar in your own system. Yeah, I have,
1: like, a Google Calendar, which is obviously helpful, and then I try to keep my emails organized, but honestly, I think that, like, pen and paper, writing down a to-do list, like, the night before I go home every night is, is probably, for the next day, is probably the most helpful thing, kind of basic, but yeah it works for me I do that too
2: yeah <laughs> yeah I think it's, it's nice it's, to cross
1: it off yeah it it's,
0: it's also like it just feels so good to be like done strike through something yeah. but I think that's hard because I look at my own team and Jen like I'd love for you to talk about your mm-hmm. role and while they have like a title their role just encompasses so many different mm-hmm. kind of duties that you're constantly like shifting gears from doing one thing to the next and it's Like, you have to create a system that works for you in order to, you know, stay Mm -hmm, hyper-organized. So what's your current title now?
2: So my current title is Assistant Beauty Editor. And same thing, like, every day really is very different. You kind of have your hands in a lot of different places. But... Um, mostly work with my the full team at Glamour, and we like are always planning new stories for print and for digital. I have like a monthly story that I kind of plan a photo shoot for every month, and going to different market events, seeing like whatever new products are coming out.
0: Do you prefer working with print first, digital, or do you like they both have interacting with both
2: perks? Yeah, I know. with With print, it's nice because you have a little more time. You can kind of get bigger projects and yeah, leave a little more. Room to plan and like put more resources in. Where with digital, it's kind of like a muscle that you train, and it's so fast, and you're on it, and that's fun too, though. Because I mean, I love like taking photos and Instagram and social media and all that stuff. I think is fun, and like it's a great opportunity also for like younger staff members and assistants, like me, to kind of be able to get out there more because, right? You know how
0: I still think there's something (laughs) cool about like holding a publication and seeing your name in it, like and seeing. Mm -hmm the contributions that you had in, in print form that I feel like, I don't know if you guys can relate. Like, it's something with college Trash, and he said that I'm always, like, I wish there was, like, something I could hold because it all mm-hmm. lives in this digital universe. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that, I mean, I feel very strongly about print. I've always worked in digital. I've only ever had a digital job, but I think that print is, like, a collectible. It's a special edition, and I think that that's sort of where, I like, the future of print is going to go. It's never going to go away I don't think. I mean like when I was in college one of my professors described print journalism as being like cable like no matter how Mm -hmm. high cable prices go or how many channels are added people are always going to subscribe and I think the same is true with print for sure.
0: I agree. I just think it's going to get refined and refined and refined Mm -hmm. and be very like specialty Yeah, and it's not, the cadence isn't going to be as often but yeah, I agree. It would be so sad like I think about myself when I was young, and that was, like, just such a special connection that you could have. I I so many mm -hmm. mood boards together. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) and if you're like, you don't live in a big city, like, that is your connection, right? I mean, obviously, there's everything on digital, but I think there's something extra special. Um, Okay, and Maura, your title
3: and day-to-day. I'm a senior editor at Fashionista. My day-to-day, like these guys, is always crazy, always something new happening. We're very news-based, so our mornings are always very hectic, um, no matter what sort of news is breaking. So we sign on in the morning around 7.30 from home just to get on the news rush right away write a few news posts, edit a few news posts. Um, and
0: where are you getting your information from?
3: We, it's always just like a, a mix of things. We read WWD and AP, Business to Fashion, all of those pretty regularly. But we are fortunate that we have a lot, of, um, a lot of resources in terms of getting tips ourselves. So we do all original reporting based on everything that we write. So that is great, it takes a lot of work, but it's nice to have that voice.
0: So it's really about your relationships, right? The yeah. people in the industry, because they're kind of Definitely. feeding you the information. Yeah, that that's huge reporting for us. us.
3: Yeah, that's huge for us. I think that's something that I sort of undervalued when I was younger, is not necessarily ignoring those relationships, but knowing how much everybody can sort of play a part in your role. Yeah. Um, whether that's like a relationship with a magazine PR or brand PR, mm-hmm. you never know, like Um, I hate to put it in, like, such simple terms, but you never know when they are going to be of use to one of your stories and vice versa for them.
0: Absolutely. I think that that's something that I commonly get asked by a lot of our, our style gears and, you know, college students is, like, how do you build a relationship? And I always find myself, like, struggling to answer it because it's, like, how do you build a friendship, right? It's, like, anything. But do you guys have any advice for students who you know really understand the value of a relationship and are trying to get more contacts in the industry and really trying to like build up their their network
3: yeah that's such a good question I mean that's something that I have you know and still something that I struggle with to this day I don't think there's a right answer or a wrong answer but I think just like you said Amy it's approaching it as if it's a friendship something that's a little bit more personal if you if there's someone you follow on instagram that you are obsessed with and you want to like further that relationship even if it's just in a professional sense you wouldn't send them send them this like crazy professional email and be like i so admire your work blah 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 like and just be having it be like very formal i think if you can make it more personal that's even better yeah just a simple email goes a long way i think
0: i agree what about you guys
1: I mean, I was just going to say, finding some way to get one-on-one time, I think, even now, meeting with publicists all the time, I find that if I meet with a publicist and we do something friends would do, like, we go get our nails done or we just go get a coffee, it's so much easier to, one, remember them and to also feel like I know something about their life and, you know, their relationships and whatever's going on, so there's that personal, you know, friendship like you guys were talking about, Um, because... When there's so many emails that are, you know, informational call or sit yeah. down, I'd rather just, you know, go hang out and talk about, you know, our lives and then I'll remember you. And the next meeting can maybe be something a little more professional and it's so much easier to segue into that conversation when you have that, you know, friendship. You yeah. Know?
2: yeah. And I would say, like, I feel like everybody has had help getting to a certain point in their career. So what I've found is that people are more than happy to kind of give that back. So don't be afraid of cold emailing or just DMing somebody, like, I've had plenty of, like, phone conversations with girls who have been, like, I saw your Instagram story on whatever, like, yeah. love any advice, like, I'm more than happy to do that, and then I love, like, that proactive attitude from them, and even just yeah. a little thing like that, I think, and there may not be an opportunity now, but when people ask me, like, oh, Jen, do you know anybody who's just graduated, and I'm, like, no, I don't, I'm out of college now, but, like, I'll think of these girls who right. have, like, expressed interest, and I can give it back that way too so
0: yeah no and I agree I also think what's great about college is there's alumni who went to your school Mm -hmm. and I think we can all agree that you have that connection to your college right like if you had a good college experience and you like what you're doing now you have to attribute part of that to your college experience and there's so much power in like connecting with alumni that went to Yale because like they were once in your position And there's just a natural (laughs) conversation starter to be like, I saw you went to Yale or I saw you went to Northwestern and and I'm interested in doing this. And so I think that there's a lot of value in that, that students don't tap into enough that I think can just like break that barrier of like, how do you reach out to someone? Like, that's a connection that you both have that can start a conversation.
3: Yeah, for Mm
0: -hmm. sure. So we're going into back to school time, which, as I'm sure you guys can all remember, is just... A mixture of emotions it's both like going back to campus and wanting to look and feel great to see your friends again it's you jumpstart thinking about your career what advice would you guys give our students as they're heading back to school um and starting a new semester and really you know focused on how they can make a right impression do well in class and and start to build their way to their future careers
2: um I would say just find ways to get involved. Like whenever I was involved in like a committee or like student magazine, like I felt better. It was I was more stressed and I was working harder, but it was so much more rewarding than like maybe my senior year when I kind of like was a little more unattached. You get out what you put in, so find ways to be involved. Like that's how I got involved with the College Passionista. I was like, I want to be busy, I'm gonna find something that I can do remotely, even though I'm not in New York. Like yeah finding ways to get involved is like essential.
0: Yeah, and I like that point that it, it makes your schedule more busy, but when you're, like, exercising skills and doing something that you're passionate about, because, like, let's be honest, not everything you do in the classroom you're excited about, mm-hmm. it, like, it, it makes that busyness, like, I don't know, it's it's more enjoyable.
2: It's very worth it. You get yeah. so much more out
1: of it. Yeah. yeah.
2: What about you girls?
1: I mean, I've been telling people that ask me for advice this a lot, but I w- personally I wish in college I would have... As someone who loves to write and loves journalism, I wish I would have thought of myself more as a freelancer and less as, you know, a college student who's looking for an internship. That's such so I feel like I, if I knew that or if I thought that way and I had that confidence, I could be pitching to dozens of places that I didn't even realize... While you were, were in college. While I was in college. We're accepting pitches. And, you know, when I get pitches, it's not like I'm thinking... how old are you you? what you know what year are you in college I'm just like is this a good pitch yes or no yeah Um, that's a really great point yeah and so I wish I would have thought that way and
0: yeah just been proactively reaching out to publications that interest you with stories definitely how did you on that point how did you learn the format of writing a pitch because I feel like that might be something that students aren't even aware of how to do exactly
1: yeah, well, that's a great question, because honestly, I didn't know, <laughs> because I didn't even know that that was something that I could have done. Um, so I think that, you know, reaching out to editors and asking or just searching around um, when you're in college is probably the way to do it. But honestly, I get pitches in all different formats. And really, the the most important thing is, is the idea that you're trying to write about very clear, um, is the subject line very clear that this is a pitch, and you know, how eager are you to get this written up, like, are, are you following up, um, are you giving me details about what the pitch is going to be, the organization of it, um, yeah. I guess. So there's I, no, like, I'm no sorry. exact format.
3: <laughs> no, good. I also think, um, you know, we field, all of us obviously field so many pitches, and I work with quite a few freelancers now, and some of them have, um, have just reached out to us out of the blue and have become a really, like, established part of our freelancer team, but, I think that the most important for, thing for me with freelancers is making sure that their pitch is completely on brand like making sure that yeah. they know the site they know what we've written about they um, know that this is something that would run on our site and yeah. not anywhere else and I think that's really important and all you know that can be a really um, natural natural thing for a freelancer if it's very evident if somebody reads You know, reads Fashionista every day and knows what we write about and how we cover it.
0: Yeah, I think that that actually could be one of the worst things that you could do is waste someone's time by sending something that doesn't show that there was education put into, like, the pitch and understanding Mm -hmm. the brand DNA and... Yeah. It's kind of pretty easy homework. That yeah. Yeah, that should be done. Definitely. Yeah.
3: Or we'll pitch like sometimes we get pitches of things that ran on our site like last week. Mm-hmm. You're like we're <laughs> like homie, come on.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's She's
3: just sweet. about being thoughtful, I think, yes. and
1: about you know, pitching places you read to. If you're just sending the same pitch out to 15 different places, it's going to be obvious to any editor. That's true.
3: And editors talk to each other. Yeah, everyone talks to each other. So you never know if you pitch something to two people, those two people might be really good friends.
0: I think that's, like, everyone knows each other, right? You need to be mindful of everything that you're doing because it's it's so small. And I know everyone says it's a small industry, but you guys know once you get here in New York, like... Everyone is connected somehow, and so I think that point is just important, kind of, in all your interactions. So now you guys are in your jobs. You are all working for great firms. Like, how do you plan what you want to do in the future? Do you guys stress about how you're going to excel in your careers? Are you guys content? Like, what, how do you think about the next phase of your kind of career in that sense?
3: Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I think that this industry is changing so quickly and I've been working for five years now and it's like night and day from the time that I've been living here and working here. So I think that so much of the way that I'm sort of addressing the future of my career is the flexibility and versatility of everything just because everything is changing so much in editorial, in fashion itself, in the structure of the industry. Everything is just, you know, evolving very, very rapidly.
0: Is there a particular skill that you're trying to get to make sure that, you know, you continue to be top of your class in in the field that you're in or you're just listening and making sure you're understanding where That's the industry is going? That's a
3: really good question. Um, I think that in my case I, I feel like I'm have sort of worn a bunch of different hats here and I don't necessarily know which hat is going to be more useful or be put into use more as, right. as the future goes on. Um, so I think it's just a matter of like maintaining everything. Like when I was an assistant at Marie Claire there were some things like um, I worked on, like, a print page, and I am not totally ruling out the option of ever doing print again, you know, so that's something that um, I try and remember, like, how to use InDesign and Photoshop and stuff like that. Yeah,
0: and those different skills. Yeah, definitely.
3: Yeah,
2: I mean, I think it's what I've been at Glamour for almost three years now, and but, like, the job that I have now is so different from the job that I started with, which I think is great and why I'm so happy. It's because, like, I'm constantly growing, and... My, like, bosses and my higher-ups are so nice. They're always looking for new opportunities for me. Yeah, so great. as long as I'm, like, growing and, like, feeling supported, I think, like, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing and hopefully good things will come of it. <laughs> no, for
1: sure. So. And that's, I mean, that's the way you
0: have to look at it. Yeah, yeah I
1: mean, I agree. I, I mean, I like, I love where I'm at now. And I think for me it's really important that I find, you know, a balance between, saying yes to new things and challenging myself, but also always thinking about, you know, what do I love to do at the end of the day? Like, when you're in a job, there's a thousand things you can do to make everyone around you happy, but I feel like you were hired because you're good at a specific thing, so not losing sight of that. And for me, I really love to write, so finding ways to write um, in my job is, I think, you know, really important for me in the future. Do you think New
0: York is the end-all be-all if you want to be in the fashion industry?
1: I don't, personally.
0: And you're from Florida. Yeah. So you have a different point of view, which I think is good.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm one of the only people. I never interned here or lived here before I moved here for the job, which is crazy. You know, I got very lucky in a lot of (laughs) ways. But having been in digital for, you know, my entire career, my college career, I just think there's so much possibility um, beyond New York. And I think now fashion coverage, beauty coverage is, you know, so it's moving towards inclusivity in a huge way, which is important. But I think part of that means, you know, looking beyond New York and and how fashion exists in other communities and um, identities and all that. I think it helps that there's such
2: a like big community here of fashion.
1: Yeah, it's and very industry. concentrated. Yeah, so it definitely
2: helps when you're first starting out because you just are meeting more people and you're in the spot where all like the companies and yeah. buildings are. So I, that helps. Yeah.
3: I I think in my experience there, I work with or, you know, correspond with a lot of different brands in lots of different cities outside of New York and L.A. And, of course, L.A. is having their fashion population is growing, like, exponentially every single month. But um, I, like, I work with, like, brands in Detroit all the time. I work with, like, Patagonia, which is based in, like, Ventura, California, outside of L.A. Like, there are so many different brands that um, sort of, to Olivia's point, offer so much and reflects so much of every region and culture and I think that's becoming more important as fashion becomes more like hyper connected
0: yeah no I think all those points are really true and it's also where you think you're going to be most successful I do think that the fashion industry tends to be like right place right time and we need a new hire we need you immediately so there's some value in I think being in New York and starting in New York but I don't know, when I think about like all of, all of our futures and the future of fashion, I feel like we're gonna be able to do what we wanna do kind of from wherever, which is, I think, a part of being a millennial. We like that kind of ownership of our our lives and our careers, which is awesome. Is there anything unexpected that you guys have learned being in the fashion industry and in your careers?
3: I think, in my case, I think I was so nervous when I was starting here because I grew up like outside outside of Chicago. I went to school there. It's very Midwest. Yeah. People are very nice and like very welcoming. And I think that I was reading a little bit too heavily into the stereotypes of both the fashion industry and New York. But I was, I've been so pleasantly surprised in my time here how really welcoming and just genuine everybody is both professionally and um, outside of the fashion industry. I think everybody... Really, at least in my experience, everybody has been so kind and willing to help other people out in whatever way, and that appears to be, which has been yeah. super nice.
0: I completely echo that comment. Being from Chicago, yeah. that it's totally—it's a much friendlier industry, definitely.
1: And yeah,
0: and the add-ons, or it could be the same.
1: I mean, I, I yeah, I agree with that. I think. Like anywhere, it's you get what you give. You know, <laughs> if you come into it and you're not trying to be super friendly, then people won't be super friendly to you. <laughs> but I mean, I think, I think yeah, I, I would agree with that.
0: Yeah, and also kind of Olivia to your point, I feel like something that I've learned, like through growing CF and through managing young people, is that so much of it is about your energy, right? Mm-hmm. And like if you show up and you're excited to be where you are, people are going to be excited to have you around and are going to want to help you. So like you're you're in control you know, more than you realize you are with your, you know, professional lives and your personal life. So I think it's like just about putting yourself in a good place that you're going to come every day and be excited and have that positive
2: energy. Yeah, I think that makes a big difference. I mean, when I was transitioning out of the first assistant position that I had and I had to hire the next assistant, it was so funny being on the other side, just seeing someone's energy who was like sitting up and excited and smiling and was like, yes, I will file all the beauty products that you ever need. (laughs) That made me sure that, like, oh, they're going to be great. And it was funny how not everyone had that same yeah. energy.
3: Cause I think the people that we
2: work with who are in the industry are all very, like, great go-getters and high energy. So it was funny to see how that made such a big difference in me being so sure that they were going to do a great job.
0: Yeah, I mean, definitely, when you're interviewing people. Yeah. Like, that is what you need and want to see if mm-hmm. you're going to bring someone part of your team.
3: Yeah, eagerness is key. I love, yeah. love, love seeing eager and... Um, I think, like, to Jen's point, like, I think that there's such an interesting um, sort of trend within, I mean, this is just, like, I think partially can be attributed to Instagram and whatnot, but I think, like, there's this trend of people thinking it's cool to, like, not care or look really sort of, you know, blase about everything, but I think that, at least in in my time here, like, I think that the most successful people that I've come across have been really, like, enthusiastic and genuine and super happy to be here. Like, I always think of Laura Brown, who's now the editor-in-chief of InStyle, yeah. and she is just somebody who is, like, so happy all the time, so high energy, so, you know, welcoming, and she look at where she is now, you know? Yeah, it pays off, mm-hmm. for yeah, sure. definitely.
0: And professionalism, I mean, it, like, it's I, It's always better to be over-professional than to be, like, yeah, for sure. that cool, care, carefree, like save that for like your personal time but yeah like work is work mm-hmm. and you I think professionalism goes a long way definitely mm-hmm. awesome well thank you guys so much I really appreciate you guys jumping in us. as yes. former nice. style It makes me so happy to see you guys have all really blossomed so thank you so much for joining us thank you thank you us. Thanks to tuning in to CF Office Hours. And thanks to our Three Style Guru alumni for joining our conversation. As always, be sure to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes. We appreciate all the support. Bye.